You have a vision. Thrive forward with passion. This is why you need to write down your goals. This way you can drive your vision with success. You can maintain your energy. Okay, remember, you are a luminous star. Tool number one, practice personal boundaries and practice focus intention techniques. This way you're very clear or your intentions have been clarified, right? And also you keep your, your goals in mind. If you have to journal it, do that. If you have to write it down, do that. Take a tape recorder, speak on it. Just know what your goals are. Stay focused on your goals. And also you wanna make sure that you're practicing personal boundaries this way, you're not going to be in a sunken place for very long if you are already in a sunken place. How do I know that? Because narcissists and close to personality types cannot deal with a lot of people who practice personal boundaries because it keeps them starving. Tool number two, release and channel your own energy. This is another way that you are guaranteed to continue to drive forward past codependent narcissistic relationships. The narcissists and cluster personality types, again, they need your energy. So they need you to cooperate. If you're distracted because you're in despondency, you're depressed, you may be anxious, all of this is throwing you off your balance. All of this is knocking you off your square. But if you learn how to release toxic energy, you will at the same time maintain your energy. This is another way that you're minding your energy field. So learn how to release and channel your own energy. Okay, so how do you channel your energy? You list your goals, okay? Have a vision, have some passion, all right? What are you passionate about? What are your goals? What are your values? What are your principles? The narcissist and cluster personality type, they can care less about that, but you do, okay? This is how you maintain your energy. This is how you get to know yourself. This is how you reclaim your voice. This is also how you reclaim your identity, okay? Because a lot of us are suffering from enmeshment when we're involved with cluster personality types, such as narcissists. We really don't know where they began or where we end or vice versa. So while you're in the sunken place, you want to make sure that you are refueling. You may need to recharge. Whatever you need to do though, you need to know how to release energy you need to know how to charge or to channel your own energy because the narcissist and the cluster personality types, they will snatch it, okay? And you'll be walking around wondering what happened. So you wanna go ahead and make sure that you learn how to release and channel your own energy. Tool number three, encourage yourself to thrive forward by driving. Encourage yourself to drive your vision. So while you're thriving forward past the narcissistic codependent relationships, right? Or the codependent narcissistic relationship, same old, same old, right? Same thing, same difference. The bottom line is this. You need to know how to tap into your own energy field. Otherwise, you're going to be spent, violated, drained, or strung high and dry. You may have to have an interview with your energy vampire or you may have more than one. You may have to convey that or communicate that to those energy vampires or your narcissist or those close to personality types, okay? So again, you may have to have an interview with your energy vampire. You wanna encourage yourself 
to drive your vision. Have goals, have passions, have, be very clear on what your visions are. Be very clear on what your dreams are. Practicing focus intention techniques will help you to clarify your intentions as well as keeping in mind what your goals are. You're gonna stay focused. Narcissists and cluster personality types, if they have their way, they will continue to knock you off your square. They will continue to leave you hung high and dry. And you're wondering who you are, where you are, what happened. You wanna have that great GPS. Goals with purpose that drive your star power. You wanna have your fuel, which is your energy, okay? Energy has to move. Emotions are energy in motion. Stagnated energy means you're going, your health will be compromised. So you wanna go ahead and just continue to thrive forward past narcissistic abuse. You wanna thrive forward past the narcissistic codependent relationships or the codependent narcissistic relationship. But all the while, you wanna make sure that you're learning how to release toxic energy as well as maintaining your own energy. You wanna channel that energy. Okay, because narcissists and cluster personality types, again, that's mainly what they need in order to get everything else, like the narcissistic supply. All they need is your cooperation. But if you're giving up your energy, then they have all the narcissistic supply that they can bring up. Not only is your life a gift, but you're a luminous star. You're not here on the planet to be a human wastebasket. You're not here on the planet to be narcissistic source supply. I certainly hope you don't vision that for yourself. Another effective, or actually another effect of narcissistic abuse is unconscious to childhood experiences. This is very big. This is a huge one. A lot of us have gone through this. We are unconscious to our childhood experiences. And we keep having all of these relationships while we're unconscious to the childhood experiences. Therefore, we do relationships unconsciously. Okay, children being groomed by adults with either a cluster B personality or who have a narcissistic personality will often develop a particular type of personality by the age of seven, pause, due to the subconscious mind and how it functions. See, the subconscious mind is not our enemy. It's actually, it serves a, it actually serves a huge purpose. Okay, so the subconscious mind will, will continue to function as long as you're breathing, right? So, due to the subconscious mind, the programming that is applied to the subconscious mind at a very early age of a child, right? Up until the age of seven, there's a particular programming that will continue to play because the program was downloaded into the subconscious mind of the child by the narcissistic parent or the parent who has a cluster B personality. So by the age of seven, okay, that child will develop a particular type of personality. Research has been done to prove this. So I wanna encourage everyone to research the subconscious mind Okay. The purpose of this grooming by the cluster B personality, adult or parent, is to possibly obtain a lifelong source supply. Once the children have been groomed to supply the cluster B personality, parent or adult, 
Usually this program is played out long into his or her adulthood. Due to the power of the subconscious mind, the cluspy personality or narcissist will seek out to become romantically involved with those who behave codependently and vice versa. Those who behave codependently subconsciously seek to continue to supply those who have a predatory nature, while those with a predatory nature subconsciously seek those of whom he or she can obtain source supply. I lost my marker. Here we go. Now, <laughs> if the couple has children, right, the pattern of dysfunction continues uninterrupted, therefore having a real chance of being passed on from one generation to another. The root cause of that usually is due to our childhood experiences, which include being groomed to behave a certain way or being groomed to develop a particular personality. So when this happens by the age of seven, usually, and most of us, we play out that program until the subconscious mind has another program. In other words, when we choose to interrupt or delete the program from our childhood and replace it with another programming of our choice, it's a game changer. These are some of the root causes of the romantic relationship turning south or being sour. Okay, first one, unresolved childhood trauma. Portals and gateways in a person's life. Misuse of ego, which means resistance, being stagnant, okay, or stagnation, which is related to having stuck points. What is a person's stuck points? A lot of the times we don't want to look at our stuck points. What triggers you? Because that can be how you are stagnant. When you become triggered, you can become stagnant. They have stuck points. Something happens, they're triggered, they feel something, they think something, and they don't investigate, they don't challenge that reality, they don't challenge the information. Because if you don't challenge that information, nine times out of ten chances, you're going to be stuck. Stagnation, your stuck points are active, you're in a state of resistance, and you're misusing your ego. Been there, done all of that. <laughs> this is why I broke it down this way. But unresolved childhood trauma. Well, when it's unresolved, the childhood trauma is something that is still being acted out, even though we're not conscious to it. So if it remains unresolved, it's a good chance it will remain unconscious or in the subconscious mind. Portals. And gateways in a person's life. A portal or a gateway. What is that? Well, it's something that something else comes through. You know, you go through the gate. You have to walk through the gate. Or you have to walk through the portals in order to get into another, uh, another place. So these are portals and gateways. It's something that exists so something else can get through. Or to come in. So when a person has portals and gateways in his, in his or her life. They're probably not going to be very conscious to it. 
and it is usually a direct link to their childhood trauma. The gateway is usually a direct link to the to the childhood trauma. In other words, how did the gateways come about? How did the portals come about? Childhood trauma that is unresolved. So portals and gateways are something that are you know that a lot of men and women don't really look at when it comes to their romantic relationships. They usually think it's the other person. But when it comes down to portals and gateways, it's usually best to look in the mirror. It's best to look at your own life. This is my own experience, by the way. This is why I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this with love. You know, I had to do I chose to do this. Didn't have to do it, but I chose to do that. And that is to look at my own life and do some reflection. Say, okay, what was my experience in childhood? And where did these portals and gateways come about? Okay, what are portals and gateways in a person's life? How does that look? And what is it? So I broke all of that down. And I was willing to look at that without blaming anyone else. Just just looking at that. There's something called cause and effect. So if I'm going through all this stuff, okay, negative relationships or abusive relationships. Now, it doesn't have to be romantic, but we've all had romantic relationships. So we might as well throw that in there, too. So what is the cause of these abusive relationships? So I began to investigate that. I began to look at that and I found that it's best to start by looking at myself. If I really wanted some answers, it's like, okay, let me look at myself. Let me look at at my own life. So childhood trauma, and this is usually how the portals and the gateways come into a person's life. What happened to you in order to have the childhood trauma? What was your experience? Did you view somebody that you love and care about be battered or be violated in some kind of way? Because that can traumatize a child. If a child walks in the house one day after school and they see their mama being strangled, that's traumatic. So what happened to you? What, What was your experience in your childhood? Okay, that remains unresolved. The portals and the gateways are going to be there. So this is going to also be, this is going to show up in your your romantic relationships or any relationship you have. And more than likely, it will be an abusive relationship. Whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business partnership, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a sexual relationship. Because unresolved childhood trauma I'm telling you, if it goes unresolved, it springs up in your life, all over your life. Okay, so let's move on to the tools. Become open to finding the purpose of the relationship or the relationships. What is the purpose? Okay, what is what is the purpose of the relationship, period? Is it because you need finances? Is it because you would like to have more sex in your life or, you know, you would like to have more friends. You would like to have an extended family. Um, you know, is this a business partnership? What is the purpose of the relationship or the relationships? Second tool, 
build a strong support base and commit to the investment in yourself. So as you build a strong support base, this is one of the best ways to invest in yourself. But then, you know, it might be a good idea to commit to yourself. Okay. In other words, you commit to the investment in yourself. Define relationships, love and life. What is your definition of relationship, love and life? How valuable are these to you? Because it varies from person to person. See, one of the things that I learned was that in some of my relationships, especially the ones that were very painful. Okay. And even the ones I have now. What I have found is that people don't always share my values. I may value integrity. Someone that I know may not value integrity. Someone that I know, they may value a lot of money above all else, including family. However, if you are dealing with somebody that it just seems like they are in opposition of you. In other words, they're doing everything they can to make sure that they are like an antagonist. Some cluster B personalities do this, by the way, for source supply and for fuel. So when they are doing the one up, you know, game, the blaming game, you know, all the shenanigans, all of these abusive tactics that the narcissist is doing. See, when you deal with somebody like that, Nine times out of 10 chances, they're not going to be open and willing to having the conversation with you. They're too busy wanting source supply. And most likely when they're feeding for source supply, they're going to say and do things to get you to become reactionary rather than responsive. See, when you are reactionary, then the narcissist eats. They get their supply. And more than likely, you may feel drained afterwards. But when you respond, see, you leave the narcissist left starving. And more than likely, like I was talking about the gray rock method, more than likely, that is when the gray rock method can be very effective. Because now you are, now that you are getting that bully to go elsewhere for their fuel. See, they got to go somewhere else for their fuel because you've applied the, the gray rock method because you're not going to argue with him or her. You choose to respond rather than react. But if you react, then the gray rock method is not being applied. The gray rock method means that you are doing and saying what you have to do and say in order to get the bully or the narcissist to become uninterested in you enough to avert their attention elsewhere for source supply and fuel. 